Good morning, everyone, and welcome into the sixth episode of Topper Talk, a podcast presented to you each Friday morning by the College Heights Herald and the WKU Herald Sports Section. I'm Drake Kaiser, the sports editor of the College Heights Herald, and man, it sure is nice to be hosting the show again this week. I'm back in the fold, but as always, we're going to be covering athletic discussion and news at WKU. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Mark Webster, and later in the show, you'll be hearing from several of our beat reporters who will tell you everything you need to know about the Hilltoppers and the Lady Toppers. You'll also hear from the WKU coaches our staff has spoken with throughout the week. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys, now we're going to welcome on football beat reporter Alec Jesse, who's going to give you guys a recap of what happened against Old Dominion on Saturday and what you guys might have to expect against Army this coming Saturday. All right, Alec, welcome to the show. Thanks, Drake. Yeah, it was a quite a dominating performance for WKU against Old Dominion, especially on the defensive end. They kept it up. Um, the fourth straight game in which WKU has shut out an opponent in the fourth quarter. That's quite astounding considering they've played – you know, Louisville in that span, UAB, the reigning conference champions, and much more of the same against Old Dominion. Uh, they really couldn't get anything going. Uh, D'Angelo Malone uh, has just been a force to be reckoned with. Seven sacks, I believe, in the first five games. Um, there wasn't much of I- any any attack, whether it be uh, on the ground or through the air. It was, a it, like I said, dominating performance uh, all around. I believe they had, a, they had at least – they had a couple interceptions, I believe, uh, forced a few turnovers, got off the field on third downs. I mean, only three points for Old Dominion, no touchdowns given up, um, and they weren't really able to even get the ball past midfield on most possessions. So WK's defense again steps up. And the offense, you know, third straight game in conference, they've scored 20 points exactly on the mark. So the, quite, uh, quite an astounding stat there. So the offense has been – you know, steady. They've gotten the job done. They've done what they needed to do. Ty Story looked, I think he looked better, more comfortable in his second start. Uh, definitely throwing the ball. Didn't use him quite as much of a, as a runner. Uh, Gage Walker got back on track. His third 100-yard uh, performance of the season. Um, the offensive line looked much better um, uh, against Old Dominion than they did against UAB. Situational football uh, was better. Brian Ellis uh, said that, said as much. Um, so, Looking pretty good heading into Army. You know, a big game against a non-conference opponent. You know, team. You know, Army has they went to the big house and, and took Michigan to double overtime. Um, they are Army is coming off a loss to uh, I believe it was Tulane on Saturday at home. Uh, Tulane was favored though uh, in that game, so not not like a huge shocker. But so Army they'll be mad though coming in uh, to Houchin uh, uh, Smith Stadium on Saturday. And Brian Ellis they. Uh, Kind of hint, offensive coordinator Brian Ellis kind of hinted at the fact that they're going to have to make the most of their opportunities as an offense because Army's obviously, you know, triple option. They run the ball, so opportunities will be limited. So the possessions that WKU gets the ball, they got to make the most of it. They got to put points on the board, uh, or it could be a long day for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing that I heard from Coach Helton on uh, Monday at his press conference, too, was kind of that same mentality, man. We, we've really got to get our points going. You know, they've got to get them when they can get them. And they're not going to have a lot of possessions because Army will probably control a lot of the uh, time of possession game because of that triple option run game that they've got. They'll keep the clock moving. But one thing that really stood out to me, what Coach Helton said on Monday, was he really didn't feel like that Army was any more talented than WKU. He, you know, they're not 
going to come out with some four- and five-star guys, like he said. They're pretty comparable in talent. You know, lots of two- and three-star recruits. And, you know, the biggest thing with Army, he said, was just they execute so well. Everything that they do, offense and defense, is just really almost perfect most weeks. So WKU is really going to have to come out and keep up this defensive intensity. What, are you, what is it going to take, do you think, for this offense to really, really get going and try to get over this 20-point hump against Army? Yeah, I mean, Brian Ellis, I think, said it best. Um, this is the U.S. Army. They're very disciplined, um, and, and they do things the right way, and that's just, that's just kind of the way it, it is. Like, there's no uh, really denying that. But, um, you know, I think for WKU – you know, technique is, is going to be huge. I think um, I think Jaquez Sloan said that uh, yesterday. Wide receiver Jaquez Sloan uh, said that you know the Army's defensive backs were had great technique, so they're going to have to kind of show off their technique to kind of match it. Um, I, I I think that's for the defensive backs. I think it's for everybody on the team. I think that's that's a big point of emphasis. They're going to have to come out disciplined. They're going to have to come out knowing their their keys. Um, and they're going to have to come out and execute, and I think that's that's kind of the name of the game. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Army doesn't have a bunch of four and five stars. The talent level, I mean, you can maybe even say WKU has more talent, but discipline is going to be huge because discipline a lot of times can win football games. And also, you know, winning in the trenches, which WKU has been winning in the trenches, while Army is – that's kind of their thing. They're quite formidable, um, definitely on the offensive side of the ball. Um on the line so uh, th- those kind of thing I think that's going to be huge discipline in-, in winning the line of scrimmage I think are two big keys well and I think another key to this game too is what was the big talking point going into the old Dominion game last week was cutting down on the stupid penalties as Brian Ellis called them and, and you know they were really shooting themselves in the foot down in the red zone not being able to score and really cash in on a lot of these uh, touchdown opportunities down in the red zone they seem to do a lot better about that against Old Dominion. They did have a few miscues, especially in the first half, but it seemed like both teams were just all over the place in that first half. Mm-hmm. In the second half, WKU was cashing in on all of its drives, and they're going to have to do the same thing against Army. They they can't afford to get down in the red zone against the Army defense and then turn the ball over and not be able to execute, and then you have to kick a field goal. And while freshman kicker Corey Munson has been really great this year, I just don't know that you want to go into a game against, you know, Army and depend on him to make four or five field goals to win. I think you've got to be able to punch the ball into the end zone with Gage Walker, with Josh Simon, maybe their newfound weapon down in the red zone, or Jacquard Pearson, Jacquez Sloan. There's, they have the weapons and they have the opportunity for this to really be a breakout type of offense maybe in the next week or so here because they've been getting incrementally better every week. I just don't know when that game is going to come, and maybe it comes on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe the offensive explosion can happen. Maybe they fi- exploit some mismatches. I mean, they're going to ha- they have a lot of speed on the perimeter. That's going to be a, a point of emphasis, I think, for WKU. They're not going to be able to cram it down on Army's throat. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to be creative offensively for sure. And um, yeah, they're going to have to cash in on their opportunities. You know, Joshua Simon's been a mismatch in the red zone. They're going to have to go to him. You know. And defensively, they're going to have to get off the field on third down or else that clock is going to wind and wind and wind. So that the run defense, which has been very good all year for the most part, is going to have to step up yet again. And then, you know, if, if Army throws the ball, they're going to have to be ready for it. 
Well, and I think D'Angelo Malone is going to have to continue this, you know, this phenomenal type start that he's had to the season. I mean, he's having right now 9.2 tackles per game. The next best output by a defensive lineman in FBS is Jesse Lemonier of Liberty, who has 7.2. So that's two whole tackles more a game for a defensive lineman that D'Angelo has in the country. So he's got to be able to continue that performance, and you know that Army's going to be keying on him. They're going to be trying to down block him or take him out of the plays and do Cut things like him. Yeah, they're, they're going to be trying to get him out of there any way that they can. But they did talk about on Monday, too, how uh, defensive coordinator Clayton White had kind of mixed up his uh, assignments on a lot of their blitzes and things last week. So he was able to still get involved in the plays even when they were trying to take him out of the plays. You know they're probably going to be dialing up some creative stuff like that. And another thing that I think is interesting about Army is they've already played Rice and Texas San Antonio from Conference USA. Those were both wins, but they were not necessarily dominating performances or anything like that. And I also wouldn't say necessarily Rice is pretty good. They only beat them 14-7. to Texas San Antonio... Not exactly a powerhouse in Conference mm-hmm. USA, and they only beat them 31-13. to 13. So I think how they stack up against these Conference USA opponents, do you think that might give WKU a bit of a leg up? Um, I mean, the, no common opponent. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much of a leg up it is. It's, you know, it's not as if Army has played UAB or FIU um, or Old Dominion. But, I mean, you know, you, you get that conference familiarity maybe you know Helton sees something on tape um, from one of those games that he can kind of go to I mean they are common opponents but um yeah I mean it, it remains to be seen I, I don't think it's a I wouldn't read you know a, a ton into that but I mean I, I think that is interesting that you know Army's kind of doing the conference USA tour this year um and and Houchin Smith Stadium is on deck um so you know we'll I, I think it's honestly it's a battle of strengths like he's you know kind of that the the defensive line for WKU versus the rushing attack offensive line for Army. Yeah, and, and WKU's among the FBS leaders in a handful of categories. They're tied for 11th in sacks allowed, and they've only let up five on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty solid. Even though they have had some penalties that were very costly at times, the offensive line play has, has really been pretty great. And they're tied for 12th in tackles for loss allowed with only 20 let up. So that, that offensive line, as we've said, is, is pretty solid. But uh, the third down opponent conversion rate of only 27.3%, that is going to be the stat to yeah, watch. That's, that's uh, the key right y- there. Yeah, I mean, 18 of 66 for opponent third downs. If they can keep you know, Army to converting not even 30% of their third downs in this game, I think WKU has a massive chance to really show a, a put a big statement win on paper for themselves. But if they can't, you know, get them off the field like you've mentioned before on third down, it's going to be a long, long day. Game, yep. Because defense will get worn down, mm-hmm. and kind of the, the the spirit, the morale will go down fast. For yeah, sure. yeah. And that, and here's another one: FBS leader in rushing defense. They're 31st in the country, only allowing 109.8 yards per game. That is yet another number to watch, I would mm-hmm. say, this week. If they can hold Army you know, in the triple option attack to not even 110 yards, I, again, I think... I, I'd be pretty shocked if that happened, but, I mean, if they can hold them to 150, 170, that's probably a win with as many rushing 
attempts is that, that they put forward a game, you know. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even say that last week Tulane was a necessarily a running attack. They, I've seen on Twitter this week they they ran a few plays out of the wing T formation that I ran in high school. So so that was funny to see. All my friends and everything have been sharing that with everyone. Um, the wing T plays for uh, Tulane, but they went for like a fifty yard touchdown against Army. So I I think if I think it's going to be also very important against the Army defense. Even though the talent level isn't necessarily a four or five star secondary, I just don't think that you want to come out there and try to be throwing all over the yard. You've got to establish that run game with Gage Walker and maybe some others. So, yeah. All right, Alec, I really appreciate you coming on this week and giving us the rundown of what happened last Saturday against Old Dominion and giving us a little bit of insight into what might be going down against Army this Saturday. Now, earlier this week, I was out in the field talking to head coach Tyson Helton at his Monday press conference, listening to what the Hilltoppers head coach had to say. It does. Anytime they play a conference opponent, you understand you're, you're, you know, you're a conference opponent. You understand what they have. Um, so, yeah, it does, it does help you some. I thought Rice did a really good job uh, early on of being able to, you know, I think they lost 14-7, to 7, something like that. But uh, really being able to position themselves to go win the game. You, when you play a team like Army, I think they do everything perfect. They never make mistakes. They're always in the right position. Um, they're not going to have they talent wise. They're, they're about the same talent as we are. You know, they got a couple, two, three, four really good players, and then everybody else is just a bunch of hard nosed grinders. You know, and that's and that's the beauty of college football because if everybody's doing their job, doing what they're supposed to do, you're going to be a good football team. They've shown that over and over and over again. So I think from a talent standpoint, we match up. So it really comes down to is how well do you run your scheme? How well do you execute the calls that are that are made? Those are the things that decide the win in the football game. It won't be because one player was more talented than the other player. All right, that was a really great quote from head coach Tyson Helton, but we actually have another head coach quote coming up for you guys. Me and men's basketball writer Elliot Wells were out in the field on Wednesday at Hilltopper Basketball Pro Day, and we got the opportunity to speak with head coach Rick Stansberry. Listen in to what the Hilltopper's fourth-year head coach had to say. It's all better. Just a little bit you watch us shoot. If you guys were here and shooting, he's much better. His body's better. He's doing everything better. But again, remember this, and he's only 18 years old. He don't turn 19 till next week. A couple weeks, whatever it is. He was 17, year old, 17 years, old, years old this time last year. He really should have been a high school senior. So nothing surprised me with him. There's no substitute for experience. The experience he gained here, the experience he gained in the off season. I think he's put it all to good use, and he's better in every way, physically and mentally. All right, guys, it was really great to hear from head coach Rick Stansbury for the first time this season on this particular show. Soccer beat reporter Elliot Wells is actually going to be transitioning to the men's basketball beat over the next couple of weeks, so he's going to be bringing you a lot more coverage from head coach Rick Stansbury. But for right now, he's going to be staying in his soccer lane and giving you guys a recap of the WKU soccer team's rough outings last weekend against Charlotte and Old Dominion, and he's going to be previewing the Lady Toppers' continuing Conference USA play on the road at UTEP on Thursday and FIU on Sunday. Sunday. Stay tuned.
Hey guys, it's soccer beat reporter Elliot Wells. I'm here to give you an update on the WKU soccer team. The WKU soccer team continued Conference USA play last Sunday as they welcomed Old Dominion to the WKU soccer complex. The Monarchs got the best of WKU as they blinked the Lady Toppers 3-0. The Lady Toppers were shut out against ODU for just the third time this season. WKU was previously shut out by SSE opponents Kentucky and Ole Miss early in the season. WKU's loss to ODU marked its second straight loss since USA play after losing a heartbreaker last Thursday to Charlotte in overtime. Lady Toppers gave up three goals in both of their matches against Charlotte and ODU, resulting in six total goals given up over the weekend. Prior to WKU's weekend matches, the Lady Toppers had given up a total of six goals throughout the entire 2019 campaign. Coming into their third weekend of CUSA games, the Lady Toppers were tied with four other schools for second place in the league. After losing two straight matches over the weekend, WKU now sets eighth overall in the CUSA standings. WKU will continue league play on Thursday night at 8 when the Lady Toppers take the pitch against UTEP. The Lady Toppers will play their first road match in over a month when they travel to El Paso. WKU will hit the road again on Sunday afternoon at 1 when the Lady Toppers travel to Miami, Florida for a matchup against Florida International. Lady Toppers have won their last four meetings against the Panthers, all of those coming in shutout fashion. WKU leads the overall series between the Panthers at 7-3-3. We'll see if the Lady Toppers can get back on their front foot and end their two-game losing streak. I spoke with head coach Jason Idell following WKU's loss on Sunday afternoon. Here's what he had to say following the Lady Toppers' second straight loss in conference play. Oh, probably a lot of factors. Um, I think we're probably a little bit fatigued from Thursday night really out of routine from from some strange weeks that we've had um, but there's no excuses I mean there's no excuses you know I think from from every player on the on the roster to all the coaching staff we need to evaluate like you know what it is and, and what we need to do to get back to the identity that we want to have when we're on the field and thank you Elliot so much giving us a recap on WKU soccer performance all throughout the week. With that being said, it is debate time. Myself, Caden Gaylor, or what is this, week six now, man? Something like that. If it's not week six, it's definitely for debate is week six. So we're gonna get right <laughs> we're gonna get right into it. Um, we're gonna be talking about WKU's offense matching up against a really, really good disciplined army defense. And we're gonna be talking about the army offense going against WKU's run defense. With that being said, Caden, what are your thoughts on WKU's offense matching up against this really good uh, Army defense? I think if they establish the run yeah. at the beginning of the game with Gage Walker, with him being back to his 100-yard self, they yeah. can control the game. And, I mean, I don't – I don't. He, I think he's going to rush for over 100 yards. I really do. I mean, Woo! they they're back what? to – Hold on, hold on, hold on. They're back to giving him 20-plus carries a game. Yeah. Whenever he gets over 20 carries, usually he gets 100 yards. Okay. I mean, the game before last, he only had 12, and they yeah. still won. So I, I believe, you know, they established a run. They can draw him in with the play action, hit him, lucky, hit him with lucky deep, hit him with anybody deep. That I think they can do this, and I think they can beat Army. I don't think oh, – we, oh, we view Army as this hard, hard knocks, tough team, straight out of West Point. They, they – WKU can do it, bro. I'm telling you, they can. What? So, what makes you so certainly? Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a hook topper. What? Uh, you know, but I understand the game of football. So, what makes you think that a team that has played, you know, Michigan, number 16th Michigan, you know, in their place and took them to overtime, can match up against a team that lost to Central Arkansas? 
Like, we, but we're talking about you're talking about some that was the first week of college football season. Yeah, it says week six or seven. Yeah, I believe things change. It's different. WKU has a different quarterback now. I mean, Ty Story didn't play tremendously well last game, but he's improving. And as long as he makes the throws that he didn't complete in the ODU game, like when they did a little Tebow pass and he overthrew uh, Simon, yeah. as long as you complete those passes, that stuff like that, I think they'll be A-OK. So will WK's offense put up more than 20 points against this Army defense? No, <laughs> but I don't feel so, like they'll need over 20 points. I mean, they keep winning these games with 20 points. Is Army is I mean, if they keep winning like this, I mean they'll eventually have to put up more than twenty. But they're but playing great on defense right now, so they trust the defense. They're doing well. They'll be fine. Okay, so I'm gonna let you have that take then because it's kind of hard to argue with a team that I've. Don't get me wrong. I, I've seen you know progression out of Gage Walker. You know he's been able to you know run the ball efficiently, but it's gonna it's gonna take time because this Army defense, like this front five of Army, like they they get after the quarterback and this is it's a proven fact but without them with that being said let's talk about this army offense like army offense run the flex the flex bone triple option offense and like i said them and like a selective other few schools you know georgia tech and i think air force maybe they run that similar offense what is your take on wku's run defense that's the fact man i mean if you gotta put eight in the box you gotta put eight in the box and that's what they're gonna have to do they're, they're they can't over What's the word? They, Overthink they, it? Yeah. They can't and they can't they can't get lost, basically. I want to say get lost in the sauce. They can't get lost, lost in the sauce. Looking in the backfield. <laughs> they can't get lost looking in the backfield, worrying about where the ball is going. They they just have to do their job and play their get fill the gaps where they're supposed to be at. And for me specifically, I think the secondary, as long as they aren't caught looking in the backfield and having the ball being thrown over top of them, they'll be They'll be fine. So you think WKU's defense will be able to necessarily stop, do enough to stop this specific offense? I feel like they will do enough. I've been against WKU's defense for most of the season, especially yeah. after that Central Arkansas game. You know how I ripped into them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But for the past couple of weeks, you know, they, they've they been locking down. They're technically, I guess, the number one defense in Conference USA right now. So mm -hmm. they're improving every single week. And as yeah. long as they keep doing what they're doing, they're, they'll be fine. They're getting takeovers now, turnovers, I mean, every single week. They're, they're, they're fine. They'll be, they'll be, they'll fine. be fine. So they'll be fine against the Army team. That is, I know you might say, well, Mark, that's, that's one game. We don't really know how good Michigan is. But, like, that's, I got a lot of respect for Michigan. You know? I do not. You know, okay, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother <laughs> debate that we can't get into right now. But as far as like strength of schedule, um, Army, they're they're used to this type of play and coming into the house stadium, you believe that they'll be able to be handed a loss necessarily. Yes. I'm I'm going with WKU in this game. So so you're going with WKU in this game and you think the offense and defense are doing enough is gonna be able to perform at a high level to succeed. For this game. Yes. They just need to score 20 points. You know, in all three of their wins, how many points they scored in every single game? 20. 20. Yeah, they exactly. 20. 20 for all three of their wins. Okay, what about their losses, though? They scored over 20. Then they scored 20, and we straight. So if they, Superstition. So, so, uh, so, if they score, so if they score 20, 
that's that, that pretty much goes back to what I asked you before. Is like, will they score under twenty? But if they score under, because you know, yeah, because yeah. no, 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 you said earlier it, we have you know we have a couple people in here as well. They they've heard you say that WKU wasn't going to score more than twenty points. So if they don't score more than twenty points, do they win the game? I just need them to score twenty. That's it. They score twenty. You didn't say at twenty. You said over, and I was just taking at twenty. That's all I'm saying. They they can they can do it, man. They they can utilize the pass, utilize their speed that they have. They can do it. Well, we're gonna have to see. We are. We also know that you are the beat writer for WKU volleyball. You have a lot of things going on. So, like I said, Caden Gaylor, he will be giving the recap of WKU's volleyball team matchup against Middle Tennessee State and Marshall's last week. And you will also be pre- previewing the Lady Toppers as they continue Conference USA play on the road at FAU on Friday and FIU on Sunday. Listen in. Thanks, Mark. This is Volleyball Beat Reporting, Kaden Gaylord, a.k.a. underscore KLG3 on Twitter, and I'm here to give you guys an update on the team. Last weekend, head coach Travis Hudson and the Lady Toppers booted 17-1 on the year and 3-0 lead play and extended their winning streak to 13 matches after feeding CUSA rival Middle Tennessee State and Marshall in a pair of dominating performances last Friday and Sunday. The 2019 Lady Toppers have now tied for the second best start in program history, matching a 17-1 start in 2011. WKU is only one win away from matching the program's best 18-1 opening posted in 2005 and just two wins away from setting a brand new record for the best start in program history. WKU is also up to an NCAA best 12 three set wins in 2019 after defeating the Thundering Herd in a clean 3-0 sweep on Sunday afternoon. On Monday, the Conference USA League office announced sophomore Lauren Matthews was named CUSA Offensive Player of the Week for the second time this season after she posted 38 kills with a .621 hitting percentage and a pair of key wins for WKU over MTSU and Marshall last week. This Friday and Sunday, WKU will continue conference play during its first multi-game road trip since the Florida List tournament on September 6th and 7th. WKU hasn't lost a single match since a 3-1 loss to Louisville in that tournament. The Lady Toppers will travel to Florida to face both of the CUSA schools located in the Sunshine State, Florida Atlantic University and Florida International. FAU is 8-6 on the year and 2-1 in CUSA play, while FIU is 8-6 on the year and 1-2 in CUSA play. Both the Owls and Panthers are tough to beat at home, as the two squads have posted a combined 9-0 on their home floor so far this season. The match between the Lady Toppers and Owls is set for Friday night at 6, while WKU and FIU will get their match started at noon on Sunday. I spoke with head coach Travis Hudson following the Lady Toppers' clean 3-0 sweep against Marshall last Sunday afternoon. Here's what he had to say after his team matched the second-best start in program history. Um, well, they've been that special to coach to me all year just because they're so much fun because they, they just keep learning and growing and getting better. And the record is a byproduct. I didn't really, it didn't really dawn on me until you said it. And, um, but we're a hard team to beat. Uh, we're vulnerable in some areas, but we do a lot of things well. And so when we're at the top of our game, it's going to take a really good team to beat us. And we have some of those coming up on our schedule. And so we know the challenge is going to be great, but uh, it sure is enjoyable every day with them. All right, guys, I really appreciate Caden coming on and giving us an update on the WKU volleyball team, which has a chance to set the mark for the best start in program history this weekend. 
But with all that being said, that's about all we have for you guys this week. But we will be back next Friday morning when the Topper Extra newsletter hits your inbox bright and early. Between now and then, hit us up on social media. Mark is on social media at Talk It Up Sports. That's T A L K I T U P S P O R T S. And the Herald is on social media at W K U H E R A L D. And on Twitter, we have our additional Herald Sports page at W K U H E R A L D S P O R T S. Reach out, hit us up during the week, and let us know your feedback on the show. We'll be back and talking with you guys next week. But until then, see ya.